Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the final episode this season Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Here we are, guys. It's the end of the end of the season. Um, it's been a very successful season, one of the best um, as Liverpool fans. And me and Danny are here today for the next 40, 45 minutes to kind of review it. Um, we were meant to have Chris Kirkland on, but he's actually down with COVID. So we we spent we send our best wishes to Chris um, in a speedy recovery and hope he's um, he's fit and ready to go for the twenty first of October, Danny. That's all that we we hope for, isn't it? Oh, definitely. That's all we want from you, Chris. Like, get it together. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's it. And no, um, you unlock, you kneel on lockdown for weeks, so you don't catch anything <laughs> before the week of Ireland. <laughs> um, it's very important. But yeah, no. So me and Danny are gonna um, push on just ourselves, and we're gonna try and review what has been uh, a mental season, really. So I think the first thing you have to ask and, and things like this, Danny, is: Are you happy with this season? You know. On reflection, it'd be stupid not to be, but there's been a lot of people say, oh, well, you were in three cup finals and you didn't score and all that crack. And, you know, are you just happy the fact that we got to three cup finals and we pushed Man City to, like, the last 20 minutes of the season? Let's be honest here. 20 minutes ago, Liverpool were on, the, on for the quadruple. Do you know, let's, let's be honest. Yeah. I think if you'd have asked me two weeks ago, was I happy with the season? I'd have said, yeah, it's been a great season. But then Mane's left, so now I hate everything. And now I can't bother. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we are going to come into that. Um, and I, I mean, he's came, he's conquered, and he's won everything, hasn't he? But um, I mean, let's, let's go back to the season just for now. You know, you know, me and you will have our Rigi and Mane moments, and we'll cry, I'm sure. But League Cup and FA Cup, you know, two trophies that Jurgen Klopp yet had yet to win, mm. and he's completed the collection this season. Yet they were against Chelsea, and yes, it was on pens, but you still have to score the penalties. You still have to compete against a top European team in Chelsea. And then to get to the Champions League final, narrowly missing out um, just by one goal. And again, the Premier League was like a goal leader there as well. Like, it, 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 you have to have to have been happy with that season, Danny. 
I think the reality is is that when you think about it and when you look back on it, like if we got absolutely tanked in the Champions League final or anything like that, you'd sort of go, oh, there's a bit of a downer on the season. Like, Champions League final, what, 23 shots on target? Like, we literally only lost on the fact that Courtois had the best game of his life. Um, I, I think we ran everything that we could have ran and done it as well as we could have done it. And I think you can't ask for any more. As a football fan in general, like any football fan listening, whether a Liverpool fan or not, you've always got to say to yourself, all you want out of your team every every season is for them to give 110% and to really push themselves as hard as they can. You could tell in that Champions League final that those boys were tired. They were, they were, they were, the legs were gone on them. They, they needed the break. Uh, and most teams had, had finished the season five, six games ago, but yet we pushed the Premier League right the way to the end. The party thinks in hindsight, oh, well, if we would have just maybe just not worried about the Premier League and gone for the Champions League, we'd have maybe have won the Champions League. But the reality is that as a football fan looking at the situation, our manager and our team gave 110% in every single competition. And that's all you can ask for. Yes, we got to the final and yes, we won them on penalties, the one the, the cups that we did win. But so what? Like it takes it's not as if we didn't score a single goal in any of the build up to that to that final. We we had to score numerous goals. We had to play continuously good football against good teams right the way throughout the season. We had players that have played 50 55 games in that season. Like you can't ask for more than that. I think when you look back and reflect on as a Liverpool fan, you've got to be happy that your team gave everything that they could. Yes, they didn't come away with everything, but you're not expected to win everything. But you are expected to give 110, percent and that that's that's what we got, and we've got to be happy with that as fans. Yeah, absolutely. I completely completely agree. They, they give the everything in every single game, and you know we got it started off didn't with that kind of group of death in the Champions League with AC Milan, um, Atletico Madrid, and it was a Porto, I think, if, if I remember correctly. Mm. And, and we done the job, didn't we? We were very professional. We did it with two games to spare. Um, I was at the AC Milan game, which is just unbelievable. Um, but I, what I have to ask now is um, highlights the season. Now, for me personally, I think it's the um, when you're five 0 up against Manchester United with half an hour to go, and Jurgen Klopp turns around to his players and goes, "Just keep the ball." And we literally took the PIWS out of Manchester United at Anfield with a nine-nil aggregate, you know, score over the two games. So that would be my highlight, you know, taking the absolute Mickey out of um, out of Manchester United, and also Mo Salah becoming top goal scorer again. You know, I know it was joint with Son, but um, he, he didn't really do much for the last third of the season, but he's still top goal scorer in the Premier League. Yeah. It's mental. Um, another highlight for me was I was at the derby in um, at Anfield there, 2-0. he comes off the bench. A lot of build-up play. Next thing you know, he, he scores. And I don't think he did a thing. He didn't do another thing in a little shirt after that, but that's just the Carigi for you. So they're my <laughs> personal highlights. Um, obviously, the, the goal against City and Spurs in successive weeks from Salah. They, they were brilliant moments. Um, so many things, you know, Milner coming in doing jobs at times, Hendo being what he is, you know, obviously the um, F- FA Cup final with uh, Tomiska scoring and, mm. um, you know, Kevin Kelleher in the um, League Cup final, you know, scoring and making, um, was it who, was it Chelsea, what, what's the Chelsea's goalkeeper called? Made yeah, Arisa Balaga. Yeah, made him look stupid. I mean, so many highlights, but so it was a journey, wasn't it, Danny? Yeah, and it's hard to pick out because 
it's not as if we like it's not like in previous seasons maybe, maybe we could point out like the the pill bars like semi-final different things like that big big moments we had a consistently good season and i think that's that's the hard part to, to pick out moments as you said mine probably would have been the um the the Simicast penalty to win to win the final i think you, you always love a bit of an underdog story and the fact that there was only a, a couple of weeks beforehand he'd done a thing for lfc tv and they were talking about they were doing this points thing for anyone that hasn't seen it they've done this like game show uh with a few of the players they had jotter on it um Simicast was on it canate was on it um and and one of the other players and They've done a task where you had to get run out into the training ground and get someone to sing your song. And Simicast was like, I don't have a song. <laughs> and it was like a really sad moment. So it was like, he's not really a massive part of the team and he doesn't have a song. So then a couple of weeks later to have him score the winning penalty to win the cup final. Like you, you can't write stuff like that. It's amazing. Um, for me, other highlights, as I said, you can pick quite a few. Um I think I think I was bringing in from a, a football perspective. I think I was bringing in Diaz in January was a massive game changer for the team. And I think the the way that our team sort of went up a gear with him coming in, creating that competition and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I think that was a highlight for me um, in terms of him upping the level of of our performances. And I think we wouldn't have done as well without him coming in and doing what he'd done. So I said it's hard for me to to think of specifics because there's just so many. But yeah. and it, but it was just a consistently good Grafton season, and I suppose that's 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 what you're going to hear me say a lot on this podcast today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you're right though, and and we did uh, for all the talent that we have and all the different cup competitions and and different scenarios, we did work hard, and and that is the the point of you know what we're chatting about here that they did. And I mean, what I have to, I have to ask this question. I've had it kind of prearranged and. You know, it's a very typical question, but I suppose you can't do a season review without kind of looking um, and answering this question. And the question I'm going to ask you, Danny, and I'll kind of answer it myself before I, I kind of give it to you, is would you have taken the League Cup and the FA Cup and to push you know, the league to the last 20 minutes and the Champions League final at the beginning of the season? Absolutely. Mm. Like The chances are we're not going to have as good a season next season. Now, I know we'll come into that in a little bit, but like, you would have talked at the beginning of the season, wouldn't you? You have two cups. Someone said to you, you have two cups. Or three, if someone even said you're going to have three cup finals at the beginning of the season, you'd have bit, bit their arm off, wouldn't you? Oh, massively. Like any team does. I think you want your team to win trophies and any trophy they can win, you're always going to be happy with that. Any other team in the league, if you'd have just won an FA Cup that season, everyone would have been buzzing. So for us to win, like the fact that we're sitting here now wondering and asking the question, was it a good season this season because we only won two trophies? We know the way it's panned out, but when you think of it in reality and you think of it as a whole, as I said, if you got, as you said, start of the season, someone said, right, you're going to win the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup this season. You're going to miss out on the league and you're going to miss out on the Champions League, but would you take that? We would. Most people would take that because it's all about winning trophies. Yes, you can't win them all, all the time. But what we're showing is that we are a team that can compete in all of these. And to compete in all of them at the same time in one season. We've seen with Man City. Man City generally tend to throw their eggs in one basket. All teams do. They either throw it into the FA Cup, throw it into trying to compete for the league, or throw it in for the Champions League. The fact that we've had a team that could compete for all of those cups at the same time and not like fall short 
but literally be in the cup final, be in the last 20 minutes of winning the Premier League, all of these different things shows that we've got a team that can compete massively in all of these different areas. That's that's what we're looking for. And so, yeah, I, I think it's been a massively successful season, all in all. I think two cups is amazing. Carabao Cup, FA Cup, cups that Jürgen Klopp hadn't won before. Like you're gonna look back on that and think it's a success, and I think a lot of people like looked down the nose a little bit, didn't he, when we had the trophy parade at the end of the season, the open top bus, and all the rest of it, and obviously the women's team had won the league and things like that, and people were like, "Oh, look, he didn't even win the Champions League, and he's doing an open top bus parade." That just shows the level. Like for me, and, and maybe you can disagree with me on this, but the fact that people are giving us abuse for doing a trophy parade having not won the Champions League, just shows the level that Liverpool are at. Because I'm telling you what, if Everton won the FA Cup, there would have been a bus parade. If any other team would have, there would have been a bus parade. But it's like, are you doing a bus parade and you didn't win the Champions League? That just shows how big a club Liverpool is. Yeah, and they just, they absolutely hate it. They absolutely hate the fact that Liverpool won two Cups because they absolutely would. You know, and and this is the thing. The FA Cup has lost its kind of, the magic over recent years. But for the likes of me and you and the age we're at, I know for a fact, I and mean, I think we've just discussed this before. I should sit there on FA Cup final day and you'd watch the build up from like you know, back in the day of five channels, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. You'd watch the, you'd watch the build up from one in the afternoon and they're coming in, in the suits, you know, with the famous Spice Boys and stuff like that. But the fact of the matter is, we won the FA Cup and we won the League Cup. And I think what's been beautiful about this season was that Jürgen Klopp actually completed the lot. He got mm. every single trophy. Like, you know, he's been beaten in the League Cup final before. He's never did that good in the FA Cup, but he's won those two trophies. So he's won the Champions League and he's won the Premier League. Now, we wanted them, of course, we want them. We want them every year, but we completed the collection, you know. But I mean, a lot of talking points of the season as well. So, you know, it's hard to kind of, as you alluded to, it's hard to get to specific points. But I'm going to I'm gonna fry a, uh, fire a spanner in the works here now, Danny. And I know it's hard to do this, but I'm going to ask two things. Um... I've got mine written down, so you just know I'm not cheating. We're not comparing. Look at this. Um, he turns up with notes and all that. Like, who are you from the start of the season? Like, <laughs> let's just touch on that before we get into these questions. Ammo used to turn up and wing this when I first started doing this podcast with him. He used to turn up and wing it, and then we've just sat here. He's got his notes written out. He's like, he's got a he's got a fella cutting his grass outside. Like, where's these <laughs> working class roots that you've come from, Ammo? You've gone all big time on me now. You got a fella cutting your grass and you got notes written down and all. Like, this has changed. This is different. Danny, Danny, <laughs> how would Gail Liverpool first have a black bay and, and a European Cup winner? Just popped up me and said, Oh, what's a crack? Come on, give me a big hug. I know, that's, I know. That's the level that we're at. You know, we, we're having fans with Jason McAteer and, you know, Ronnie Whelan. You know, Jan Mulby getting interviewed by us, you know, Jason McAteer cracking jokes, you know. We are, we're, we're big timers now, I'm joking. But um, I'm, I'm going to throw a span on the works now. Um, I'm going to ask you two things. Um, first of all, I'm going to ask you for your goal of the season. Um, so I'll let you kind of think that because I know there's been a lot of goals, but I know what mine is stand out and I'm hoping that we match on some of this. And what I'm also going to ask you is for your top three players of the season. Now, I know uh, a bit later on the podcast, we're going to talk about the, the depart and Sadio Mane, well, departed Sadio Mane as, as we record this podcast and departed Divock Origi and uh, Taki Minamino as well. But your top three players of the season and why, and then obviously your goal of the season. So um, I'm going to go with my number three first. Then I'll ask you your number three, and we'll go from there. So, number three for me um, has been Virgil van Dijk. I think this season was a big season for van Dijk, you know, because he come back after the injury. And um, a lot of people can't expect him with the injury that he had, with you know, the ACL and stuff. Yeah. People thought he wasn't going to be at the same level. He's not going to have the same pace. 
and he's just come back. And we took time off, didn't he, with Holland? And he's just come back and he's just been the role royce of defenders. And you know, not many people agree with what Michael Owen says, but saying that he's the greatest defender of all time, I think that might be a little bit premature. But I think if we keep doing what we're doing over the next couple of years, he's got to be in that conversation. So, yeah, for me, the third best way of the season was just and it's hard to pick this because of the, the standards that we've set, but for me, it was Virgil van Dijk, and um, I don't think many people would argue that. So, um, who would you have as number three? Oh, there's there's so many to choose from, you know, and it's trying to not go down the generic route because for me, like, for me, Virgil van Dijk's going to be in there, but I think for me, do you know what? Number three, I am going to go Diogo Jota. Okay. I think Diogo Jota for me, yes, he isn't necessarily the starting player, but Diogo Jota has been everything that we've needed him to be this season. He is a consistent goal scorer, and for me, he deserves to make the list just on the fact that when the the big worry this season, we were talking about the start of the season, what we could take. We were talking about the fact that the big no, worry for Liverpool this season was losing Mane and Salah to the African Cup of Nations, and we thought that's potentially where our season is going to completely fall apart, and Diogo Jota took that team upon himself and kept us in the title race. He kept us in the cup competitions with the likes of Minamino and others as well. But for me, Jota was everything we needed from a Liverpool player this season. He doesn't moan. He gets on with his work. And when he gets on that pitch, he gives 110% and he grafts. Um, so for me, I'm going to go with number three with Diogo Jota because I think he's been fantastic for everything that we've needed from we, we said about the fact that we don't have a strong bench. We've always said about the fact that Liverpool's always struggled to have a big, strong squad. Diogo Jota is everything we need in a in a good squad player. I, I, and do you know what? It, it, it's easy to kind for me to go Van Dijk and I see where, you, where you're getting at with the, with the Jota show. But but like making a top three, you can make a top three out of ten players, couldn't you? Oh, yeah. that's, kind of, that's kind of the, the, the difficulty that we have. So no, I'm not going to argue with you. My number two, um, and I have to give a shout-out, um, Strong shout out to Diaz. Um, so he doesn't make the top three, but it's literally just because he had half a season. I'm sure if he if he played half a season, scored three goals with the second part of the season, he'd definitely be in there. But number two, um, and again, this is a toss of a coin here, but I'm just gonna say Sadio Mane. Um, when I t- tell you my number one, it was hard, but I- I've gone from number two, Sadio Mane. I think. In that second part of the season, when Diaz came in and we didn't know he was leaving, it was Manny got a kind of maybe he did know he was leaving. That's why he done had an extra ten percent. But he just scored some vital important goals, didn't he? Yeah. And he did have that spell of the season where he didn't score for about nine games, and then after that, I think he scored about fifteen and about eighteen games or some, something stupid like that. So Manny is he's, he really has been unbelievable. And the worst thing about Manny, it's a bit like anyone that. Listens to this podcast as a, a tennis fan, having like Nadal, Djokovic, and um, Federer. Andy Murray doesn't get the credit he deserves. People hate him because he's Scottish, but he's one of the best tennis players of all time. But he's grew up in a generation of Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic. Yeah. So you've got Manny, who's playing alongside Mo Salah, and and that's that's almost Manny's biggest problem at times. That's why I think he's gone to Bayern. I'm sure we'll come into it, but I'll, I'll give number two to Manny for the goals he scored the second part of the season. His consistency. And he come back from the African combinations and and got st- stuck straight in, and um, yeah, he's been unbelievable. So that's my number two. I am going to go for number two. I am going to go for Thiago. Is going to be my number two. I think wow. 
Thiago, I think at the start of the season, had a lot of question marks over him. And I think people were going, is he going to be good enough? Is he going to be decent? Is he injury prone? Or is it, have we basically just bought a slightly better Oxlade-Chamberlain? And there was all these different questions that were getting asked about Thiago. And for me, he has answered all of these questions. We've discussed it numerous times on this podcast this season um, about Thiago and about the fact that we was wondering whether he was going to be what? everyone thought he was going to be and then throughout the season he has just grown and grown and grown like to get to the Champions League final and for us to be worrying about whether Thiago was going to be fit enough to play shows the impact that he has on that squad and there's been numerous games this season we think of um, like semi-finals or cup competitions we can think of different league games where he, he just had that Coutinho-esque ability to be able to unlock doors that that no other player has been able to Panache. unlock and actually, yeah. we call it. He's got that va- that va va voom. Yeah. You know what, Danny? I, I must make a point because, to be fair, he didn't get in my top three. But at times, there's a dozen games a season. He's been unplayable, hasn't he? Oh yeah, like ridiculous. Like some of the the things that he can do with that ball. And the the thing is, I think what uh, the sign of a top quality player for me is the fact that if Thiago has got the ball, and everyone can probably agree with me on this, is that when Thiago has got the ball, you know what he's going to do with it. You know he's going to take the ball. You know he's going to roll it under your feet, under under his feet. Sorry, and then you know he's probably going to hit it with the outside of his boot across the field. But yet no one can stop him from doing it. And that's the sign of a truly good player is the fact that you know what you're getting out of Thiago. I know as a defensive midfielder that if I'm coming up against Thiago, he's going to hold the ball up, he's going to roll it around his feet, and then he's going to play a ball with the outside of his boot around me. And yet no one can stop him from doing it. So like for me, he has he has answered all the questions. And and a lot more than that this season, so that's why that's why he makes it into my top three. Absolutely, and do you know what? Again, we could literally pick three players out of ten, which is mad. And I'm actually a little bit ashamed that Thiago didn't even get a thought. And because he, he has, he has been brilliant. And we did we did have that conversation, didn't we, at the end of last season, where we were just like, is the league too much for him? Is 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 this is is it kind of going to be a bit of a flop? But that he's, he has been, he showed us quality, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, and that's the, that's all you can ask for is just for him to be to answer those questions, and that's what he's done. And as you said, like he's just been unstoppable this season. Like I, I can't think of a better midfielder, like in our team that we've had in a long time, probably since Coutinho, that has been as good and as impactful as what Thiago has been. As you said, like he might have made your top three, but in, in the same respect, there's there's boys that haven't made my top three. That, that you could have put in, like because the whole team has just been so good this season and squad, like squad, not even team. You can talk, as I said, about Minamino and all these other players off the bench that that have been amazing as well. So it's you kind of giving us an impossible job here of picking three boys. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, yeah. But that's why I only picked three because as I say, if you pick on five, you you know it's it's hard to leave people out. But yeah, my number one, and um, it comes down to a couple of things. I'm giving it away, but the golden boot. Um, that first kind of start of the season um, and the goals against City and Tottenham and just what he'd done. Um, that goal, particularly against Manchester City, you know, with his right foot. Have to say, Mohamed Salah. Now, um, obviously, it's the easy pick. Obviously, it is. But he had an awful last three months of the season. But he's still got about 10 goals. Yeah. He still pops up. That, you know, on the last day of the season, when all what materialised, Who's the one getting that one-yard tapping that could have potentially won us the league? It's Salah. And I just have to say, for me, 
whatever we have to do to keep him, do it. Like I, I will literally, I will donate part of my wages if we have to keep Mohamed Salah because I, I do think he's that good, he's that special. And after what happened as well with the African Cup of Nations and and the World Cup, I think it's bound to have got to him. But he still turned, he still was professional. Um, he still got important goals in that second part of the season. You know, the first part of the season speaks itself. But for me, for what he brings to the team, um, for what he's done this season, what he's done consistently over the last four or five years. And um, he's in the absolute peak of his career. And I think as Liverpool fans, as football fans, we have to appreciate that we've got one of the best players in the history of the game and definitely in the top club, two or three on the planet right now playing for Liverpool Football Club. So um, my number one um, goes without saying is uh, Mo Salah. Yeah, it's as you said, it's one of those that it is the easy pick, but it's the easy pick for a reason because of the fact that he's been so good. Um, I didn't pick him. I've actually gone the opposite to you in terms of I have gone for Van Dijk as my number one this season. Um, as you said, you could pick anyone. I think I feel bad that I've left the likes of Robertson out again, another quality season. Trent Alexander Arnold like had an amazing season, broke the assist record again, took it off Trent Alexander Arnold from two years ago, who took it from Trent Alexander Arnold three years ago. Like the like the thing is, like to to beat those records in general is amazing. So to not pick any of those boys just feels like this is a ludicrous conversation. But I've gone for Virgil Van Dijk solely on the fact that I believe and People may disagree with me. I believe that we wouldn't have been in the position that we're in now if Van Dijk wasn't playing. And that, that for me, is the sign of a, an absolute world-class player. Is that for me, we wouldn't have, wouldn't have made the Champions League final. Wouldn't have got as far in the Premier League race as what we did had Van Dijk not been there. Like he controls that team. And I know I know Henderson's the captain. Henderson does so much for the team. But on the pitch everybody follows Van Dijk. And you can tell that. He is so calm under pressure. He is so cool. Like, for us to have, like, your centre-back position is the most important position on the pitch. And teams play pay millions and millions of pounds to have two quality centre-backs. For Liverpool to, in a sense, not really care who their second centre-back is because Van Dijk's the other one. That just shows how good he is. That whether Canate's there, whether Matip's there, whether Gomez is there, whether he decides to throw Henderson there or whatever, it, it doesn't necessarily matter because Van Dijk is also there. And those that, that other centre-back has rotated all season. We've had, a, we've had about four or five different centre-backs in and nobody's thought anything of it. They've just gone, oh, that's somewhat different, isn't it? But the second we had Van Dijk out for a couple of games, everyone was like, oh, mate, we're going to lose. Can't believe this. And that's because he is just so valuable to that team. So for me, that that Liverpool team doesn't perform the way it does without Van Dijk. So he, he can't not be number one for me. Yeah, no. And do you know what? It's I can't argue what you could say. And I think he'd come off, didn't he, in the FA Cup final with fatigue because he literally has played more or less every minute yeah. of every single game. Everyone else gets rested, but Van Dijk doesn't, you know. And uh, it just goes to show Portney is the same. And, you know, we haven't even mentioned, so I didn't mention Keita. Uh, sorry, I didn't mention uh, Thiago. We haven't even mentioned Alisson. Every single game this season, it seems like Alisson has pulled off like one world-class save. If he's done nothing else, yeah, he's done that. In every game. Well, we haven't even mentioned him. We haven't mentioned Hendo. You know, the job he's done the last kind of 15, 20 games a season. I I think he was in and out every game. He played an hour, then he'd come on for half an hour, played an hour, and he was playing consistently and glad he got that break with England. You know, the emergence of Canate has been this season. You know, we had that spell, didn't he, where he got a few goals. And I think yeah. he sealed his place as kind of the first choice centre-back now. But then you look at Matip, 30, 31 years of age. What a fair choice centre-back to have. If you keep that boy fit, 
He's one of the best in the world. I don't care what anyone says. And it's just the fact that you're playing with Van Dijk. You don't give Matty the, the, the credit he deserves. But yeah. if you can keep him playing one, one, one game a week and keep him fit, what a, what a player to have in reserve, you know? And what a player for like the likes of Canati to look up to and a player to rely on. You know, Semescas, again, Danny, he's been a bit part player, but he's been a bit part player that's that's just brought a smile to our face, hasn't he? We get what I mean? Yeah, and there's, do you know what? There's so many players like that, that that probably haven't made the list only because of somebody else, and that's the only reason for it. As you said, like I think most teams, including Liverpool, would be happy having the likes of uh, Matip as their main centre-back in their team. But yeah, he doesn't get no credit because of the fact that we've got fans like the likes of Mane probably doesn't get the credit that he deserves. I think that's been the argument over the summer, hasn't it? Is do we actually appreciate Mane as much as we should have? But but he maybe feels underappreciated. Why? Because Salah's there. Like Mane is Mane for me walks into any team on the planet because he's so good. But yet he's seen as a as a second rate player in our team because we've got Salah. Like there's just there's abilities all over the pitch. To have our second choice keeper win us the Carabao Cup. It's just like it just shows like there's just just strength and depth in that team everywhere. Um so yeah, it's just it's it's baffling. Um, just to think of how much depth we've got, and obviously there's more coming in during the summer. We're having a few players leave and different things like that. But I think changes is necessary for us to keep competing. Well, yeah, it's 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 funny that you mentioned that, and I think we're just going straight in this podcast. This this last one, we're not having no breaks. We're just talking about the season, and it's funny that you mentioned you know people people have left and stuff. So let's go on to that. You know, first of all, a few lower key um, absences next season. Connor Bradley, um, young lad from Castle Dag up the road for me. He's yeah. gone on a se- season long loan at Bolton. So good luck to him. Um, we've obviously brought in um, Nunes um, and the young boy Ramsey from Aberdeen, isn't it? Yeah. Brought them two in. Um, but obviously, we've had a couple, well, we've had three, three kind of departures, um, which we're going to go into. One last kind of comment about someone saying Milner signed another contract. Now, we mentioned it, didn't we? Yeah. And um, I think. We can sum this up by going, he's not going to start every game. He might not even play in every game. But whatever games he plays in next season, whether that be 10, 15, 20 or 50, he's going to do a job, isn't he? Yeah. And that's the great thing about James Milner. He's a great squad player to have. you know. So, uh, yeah, it's a, a couple of signings there that we've mentioned. But let's um, let's first of all start with uh, uh, you know a love of mine. Um, before we, we talk of a love of yours, are we going and on let's... to this? Are we going on to this? Are you not going for the goal of the season? But <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, I forgot. Right, there we go. So let's go for the goal of the season. Then go sitting let's here go racking, the sitting here racking this goal of the season in my brain, thinking what a. Well, yeah, yeah, of, I'll tell you what. Let's, thinking let's of go. goals and then thinking it's been such a long season. Like I thought these some of these goals that I was thinking of, I had to search up here because I was thinking surely they were like two seasons ago, but they weren't. It's just been a long ass season. <laughs> yeah, well, let, let, let's go goal this season, and we'll go into the um, departures. But so my goal this season, um, Danny, was Salas against City. Yeah, just the fact that he dribbled past about four players, left two on the ass, <laughs> and then put it in a in, in a in a posted stamp with his right foot, and just looked round and pulled his tongue as if like I'm old Salah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's that's my goal this season. I don't think I really need to. Um. I think it won the goal this season in the Premier League as well, didn't it? I don't think yeah. I need to. Um. Say much more. Who's yours? <laughs> yeah, do you know what? Mine was the exact same one. Like, I think we're almost better going down to the second or third to be able to get anything different because I'm presuming if we went for the second or third, I'm presuming second would be Salad against Watford. 
when he done yeah. more or less the exact same thing except stopped and buried it with his left instead. Um, two ridiculous goals. Like t- that was there was October those goals weren't they? That f- like been. for me they feel like they were seasons ago. Like it's just been such a long season. Um, but but they were unreal. That was when Salah was just like an absolute world beater. No one was getting. No one was touching how close how good he was at that point it, like. it was a time in the game as well it was 1-1 with about 25 minutes to go yeah. and you're like right this is Salah picking up the ball and you know you just, it, it looked like it was going to win the game it didn't but at the time you're like nah like you know Messi wouldn't have even done something like that and when he did the world lost the plot yeah. and it was just you know but yeah nah that goal was just I think it's an easy choice isn't it Danny we, 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 don't, we don't really agree but sometimes you just have to don't you Oh yeah, you couldn't you couldn't pick anything else as you said. It was goal of the season in the Premier League this season, and like it was unreal. Like I think to score a goal like that, you sort of think the Watford one. You think, oh well, that was that was an amazing goal, but it was against Watford, and like no no offense to Watford, like but you do sometimes think that you think, oh yeah, you can score great goals against not good teams, but to score the goal that he scored against City, like arguably the best team on the planet right now, and he just absolutely tore them apart. You couldn't you couldn't not pick that like. Absolutely. So yeah, there's a goal of the season for both Mohamed Salah. Um, we can't we can't really say much more. It speaks for itself. But yeah, let's go into the departing players now. So um, we're going to come on to um, Sadio in a wee while because he, he deserves a good old mention. But obviously, uh, Minamino has gone to Monaco. Is it Danny? Yep. Yeah, gone to Monaco and as far as I'm aware. Arrigo, uh, Arrigo, Arrigo, <laughs> has gone is, is gone to AC Milan now. Um, We've had plenty of discussions about Divock Origi on the pod, and um, I think people, regular listeners, will know my love for Divock Origi. And I think the reason I love him so much is because you see someone and I relate with him. He's a player that maybe he isn't the first on the team sheet. He isn't the most, you know, the most flashy player. Hmm. He isn't even the best player. But he has those moments. I think Paul Moran come on and just said he's had big moments in the Liverpool shirt. And he, he's gone from a cult hero and a laughing figure where you go, ah, do you know what? He can say he did that for Liverpool to actually being a Liverpool legend because because the amount of times he did it. It's, it's going to be sad to see him go. I think it's the right time. I think he gives us maybe a year extra than what um, he needed to. But he's won everything for Liverpool. And he's had, he played in the League Cup final. Um, I'm not too can't remember if he played in the FA Cup final, but I think he definitely played in the League Cup final. Danny, he's been there. He's wore his shirt. He's done it for Liverpool Football Club. He's played in the biggest games. He scored against the biggest teams. Um, he's done it consistently, even though he's not been in the team consistently. And um, he's a player that we all miss that big smile when we see it because you don't see it for three months. You know, it's like, it's like it's like that cousin that you get on with, but you don't see it for three months. He just pops up and you're like, "Yo, I, I miss you." We get on. I see Origi smile. I haven't seen him for a few months. And it's usually against Everton or Barcelona or someone like that, you know. So, first of all, I mean, what are your thoughts on Origi leaving? I think we always made the joke on this podcast, didn't we, over the years, that, like, Origi doesn't get out of bed unless it's against a big team. Like, um, and I think that's what he'll be remembered for. He was a, he was a man for big moments. Um, I can see, You can see why he's left. And I think no Liverpool fan is sitting there feeling animosity or feeling like sort of annoyed by the fact that Origi's moving on because we can all see he loved the club he wanted game time he's a young lad that wants to be playing football and wants to be able to reach a level he knows he can play against big teams and he can play good football so why wouldn't he move on if he if he's not going to get the games it's just down to the fact that there's better players in front of him but yeah as you said there's 
like you think over the years of of players that that maybe like we've seen in the legends game and different things like that like said alan kennedy you think of moments you think ah oh, alan kennedy scored in the champions league final you think of yezzy dudek you think of 2005 champions league final with the legs and different things like this there's players like vladimir schmeisser and ones like that like players who were made for big moments um and Origi, I think in the future, you say to anyone, like, oh, do you remember Divock Origi played with? Oh, do you remember that goal against Barcelona, 4-0 and all? Like, he's remembered for massive moments, and he's always going to be, like, there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to be knocking about, like, in 10, 15 years' time that you'll see him doing the Liverpool, like, five-a-side in the Masters League or playing in a, a Legends game and things like that because there's no animosity there. And he was he was a great servant to the club. He he was he played for us at a time when we weren't doing too well. He's come through all of that stuff and consistently played decent football for us. He's played to the best of his ability. So he he we missed like I, I like I did like Origi. Yeah, and he was he was that last link from the likes of Gerrard and Carragher's and Brendan Rodgers to Jurgen Klopp, which is kind yeah. of funny. And he did go out loan, and yeah, I mean it's personally sad for me because I just love the fact he's got the song with Jamie Webb and he's got those big goals. And I've only been to two Liverpool matches in in, in person this season, AC Milan, and he he literally dinked it over the defender's head and scooped it. And then he scored a goal against Everton, and you're just like, "What? Like that's that's what I seen this season. <laughs> I highlighted the season in person with David Carrigan. That's not joking, but yeah, no, I love him. <laughs> um, another player that we have to mention is uh, Takimi Amino. Um, so much on a, like a, a smaller scale than um, than Rigi, but he did win the Premier League. You know, he come in that season um, where we were more or less going to win anyway. But he won the Premier League. Um, he won the um, yeah, again. He's won most things with Liverpool, but he's been a bit poor player, and I think. It hasn't quite worked out the way he wanted it to. You know, we had that loan spell in Southampton. But again, he's got some good goals here and there. You know, we've top goals going in the FA Cup and the League Cup this season for Liverpool. And um, I don't think he ever put a foot wrong. He just probably wasn't good enough, was he, Danny? Yeah, I think for me, he comes under the same brackets like of Shaqiri and players like that. That I think we maybe expected a little more from him. But at the same time, that's just the way it is. Sometimes you take risks with players. There's players that you bring in that come from good clubs that are playing really, really well, and yet it just doesn't quite click. It's not that he was a bad player, because I thought he was a decent player, but he was just never going to compete with those who were around him. The likes of Diaz has come in, and you think to yourself, well, Diaz is there to compete. Jota is potentially there to compete. Like With Minamino, you never felt that. You never felt like, oh, he's, he's breaking this front three like at the time, which was Mane, Salah, and Firmino. Um, you never thought he was going to break that. Um, and I think that's why he's got to move on. And as I said before, I think it's wise. I think we've got to rotate team. We've got to bring in new players. We've got to bring in fresh blood. We've got to keep that competition alive um, within the squad. So, yeah, like it, it is what it is with Minamino. I think, I think the fans like him. I think the fans enjoyed having him there. But is it going to be a massive drop for the team and not being there anymore? I don't, I don't think so. No, absolutely not. And we are going to go on to Manny and obviously talk about um, Darren Nunes as well. Um, but just before we do that, I'm going, to, I'm going to fire another little thing at you, Danny. I'm going to mention five players' names and I just want you to tell me um, when I mention the names, keep or sell. Um, have you got this down on your notepad again? I have. Got it down on my notepad. <laughs> keep, 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 keep sell or loan, love. Keep sell or loan. Okay. And um, we'll do that. And then obviously the last kind of 10 minutes of podcast will dedicate to the, 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 the part and Stadio Mane, or as I say, the departed, and we'll uh, talk about the incoming Darren Nunes, which is um, a great sign. But yeah, so first player I'm going to say is Joe Gomez. I would 
<laughs> it's a hard one. Like, I'm just going to go with pure bluntness and, and make obvious answer. I would sell Gomez. You'd sell him? Yeah, I'd sell, I'd sell him on. I, I think we need to bring in someone, as we brought in a guy who's obviously going to be coming in specifically to try and play right back. Um, Gomez is young. He still potentially can get into the England squad. I think we can make a good bit of money out of him. I'd sell him. Fair enough. Oxley Chamberlain? Sell sell him he's too injury prone it's not worth having him uh, he's a good he's a good player seems like he's great banter around the dressing room I think the Liverpool players want him to stay but for me, I, me I'd get rid of him like. absolutely no problem uh, Firmino oh no I'd keep Firmino I really like him um, and I think he's a good person to have we've seen this season he comes off he's still there's no complaints out of him if you're a manager he's the perfect player to have no complaints out of Firmino comes on and grafts every single game. Great player to be in the dressing room with from everything that I've heard. So no, I'd be keeping Firmino. No problem. Ashley Williams. Um maybe loan him out. I would loan him out for a season, see how he gets on, and then bring him back. Like whether he's a long term option, I don't know. But yeah, I'd loan him out. Last one, and I think you know what's coming. Nabi Kaita. Nabi Kaita. Oh, it's probably the hardest one of all of them. Um I would, I would keep Kaita if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, I think we need the midfield options. We can't be selling all that. Why the face? Why the face? I feel like a, you seem like you were saying it, but you were saying it like biting your tongue almost. Yeah, I think I am saying it biting my tongue. I think my initial. I, th- I think if you've got all the money in the world, you'd be selling Kaita and bringing in someone else. But I think for me. Like I think you've got to think logically and think he's not a bad player. He scores goals. He works hard. Um, is he is he Liverpool standard in my opinion? No, but is he someone who's a good squad player to have in and and to be able to bring on in cup competitions and bring on in the last twenty minutes and know that he's going to be decent? Yeah. So yeah, for me, I'd I'd probably keep Kaita. Do you know what? For every single thing there, I would agree. Absolutely, you know, and. To add the comments about Kaita there, it's a good thing about Kaita. You've got Henderson, 33 coming, Milner, 36. They're not going to play week in, week out. Yeah. Kaita's still in his mid 20s. And if you keep him fit, you, you know, a bit like Thiago, he can, he can fit games. So, will he want to stay though? That's the question because he was only brought in because he's Sadio Mane's mate. So, does he? Is he going to stay? <laughs> well, say it. That's an it's going to be a big summer. Um, but speaking of big summers, the last part of the podcast now, and it's it's been a great twenty one twenty two season. But um, we can't finish um, a podcast this year without talking about what the, the breakup, <laughs> the emotional breakup. We play some sad music. <laughs> play some <laughs> the, the, the the breakup of the the front, the, the front three that we've known for years, and um, Sadio Mane going to Bayern Munich. Now, I mean. It's hard to put it into words because there's nothing that we can say that's not already going to be said, Danny. But I suppose he's just got to make it personal to us. And I remember his debut against Arsenal when he went up the wing. He mm. turned on his left foot and he put it in the top in and he's just like, what? And ever since then, I think he's done everything he can to live push it. He's had bad spells. Of course he has. But on the whole, he's been absolutely phenomenal. And he's left at 30 years of age in the peak of his powers. Um, having won everything for Liverpool, yeah, golden boot along the way, um, and for me, so unselfish, works so hard, um, gets important goals, great character, and I think by Munich, I mean, one of the biggest highlights for me for Sadio Mane, Danny, I know he's one of your favourite players ever, was that we think against that by Munich, mm. where he's through on goal, they keep Neuer comes rushing out, and everyone's like, what's what's he going to do? He's tight angle. Next thing you know, he stopped everyone. And he dinks Neuer's left foot, and everyone's just sitting there staring at him. And you're thinking, 
how on earth has he just done that? And you just see him as if, yeah, this is what I do. So that was one of the highlights to me. Um, but he scored every type of goal, didn't he, Danny? Yeah, and he was he, for me, he epitomised what Liverpool were to what they are now. Like, when we brought in Sadio Mane, I think most of us were thinking, like, well, most of us, to be fair, were too busy making fun of the fact that we were basically raiding Southampton every season for players. And we were like, ah, oh, it's just another player from Southampton. Here we go. Brought in all these different ones. Brought in Van Dijk, brought in Lovren, brought in Oxley chamberlain brought in, like, Mane at that point. It's like, we, we just kept buying Southampton players. So everyone was like, ah, oh, it's just another one and thought very little of it. But yet when Mane came in that season... He, he just re- he revolutionised that team. He brought something that we hadn't seen in such a long time in the Liverpool player, like probably since Luis Suarez, was just that ability to take a ball and just run at players and just make things happen. And every time he got the ball, he was just electric. Like, we couldn't have done without him in those first couple of seasons. Like, until Salah came in, Mane was the absolute heartbeat of that Liverpool team. Um, and for me, he was just, he was the perfect type of player. He, he never thought too much of himself he was always so, like, sort of, even on the pitch, you could always see, he was always prepared to put the other players in front of himself. He was always prepared to work hard. He never thought that he was anything more than what he was. He just wanted to play football. He wanted to enjoy it. He wanted to um, look after his family and all the rest of it. And, yeah, it's, I think he'll be massively missed. I think we won't realise, obviously, we've brought in Nunes and stuff, which we're going to talk about in a sec, but we we won't realise how much we miss Mane until we have a season without him and we see what we're missing if you know what I mean Liverpool will still go on it's not as if we're like we're going to be rubbish this season Liverpool will still go on we'll still challenge we'll still be a great team um, but for me it's always going to be a little bit a little bit worse without without Mane in it uh, and I think he's one of the only players that I think there's been a lot of discussion over his transfer fees and his wages and all the rest of it he's one of the few players that that it doesn't bother me that if he if he came out in the public and said I'm going because they're giving me more money it wouldn't bother me at all because anyone that knows anything about Mane's story knows what he gives back to his community and to his country and everything. It's not about worth for him. It's not about, oh, I deserve this much money. He's just thinking, I want to get as much money as I can while I'm in the peak of my powers so that I can do so much more for my country and my community. For me, that's that's the per- that's the perfect player. He's a player that just loves the game, loves playing football, and wants to use what the, the gifts that he's been given to be able to impact so many people around him. So, yeah, I think he's he'll be massively missed in Liverpool. I know I'll I'll be gutted. He's not playing. I know I gave him a little bit of a little bit of a stick this season because he maybe hasn't been as good. And uh, I was thinking Diaz should have maybe have took his place for a little bit. But I think overall, when you look at his career, like he's he's an absolute legend in the in the club now. Like, Danny, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bowl up here. <laughs> I know I've got tears in my eyes and. It's, it's, it's actually, you know, it's it's easy forgotten what he does for his community and stuff, and he's not got that ego that maybe other players have, and um, what he's done consistently for the football club. He's definitely a legend of the club. He'll come back and he'll be welcomed. I think the only shame for me is that he didn't get that kind of goodbye from the fans and everyone kind of knew, and, you know, like Origi did and stuff. I think that's still yeah. kind of sad thing. Um, but he, I'm sure he'll come back at one stage and he'll be welcomed in open arms and, but I think I think again it's a sign of who he is. I think he didn't want that whole big fanfare of look at me, I'm leaving sort of thing. He just wanted to sort of move on. He's like, I've done what I need to do. He he, he done his talking on the pitch, and now he's just going to move on. He doesn't want because it's because for him it's not about him. It's just about enjoying football and doing what he can for other people. Um, yeah. Which which is admirable in in a sport that has got so many like sort of prima donnas in it nowadays <laughs> and so many egos to have someone that doesn't have that. 
it's just it's it's rare to it's rare to find like absolutely and as I say yeah he's a uh, he's left his legacy with Liverpool Football Club he's, he's a true legend and uh, yeah no so it's going to be sad not seeing him but all good things come to an end and that from three have come to an end but um, it's actually bringing us on to our last topic of the podcast our last topic our last debate our last discussion of the season Danny so that from three has come to an end Diaz has come in um, and our big signing of the season which we know we know we're not going to get a bigger one than this we'll be shocked if we do is obviously Darwin Nunes um, and yeah we played against them didn't we uh, Liverpool played against them in the uh, Champions League quarterfinals against Benfica was it the quarterfinals I think I think so yeah yeah I haven't got it wrote down in my notes <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah he scored against us he looked a threat he's young he's fast um, he's got a skill in him he knows where the goal is he scored phenomenal goals this season and we're City getting Haaland a lot of people are saying that this is like a statement signing for Liverpool um, a lot of money I think it was is it 63 million going to 70 and it could go up to 90 depending on goal scores and, and trophies and stuff but you know a lot of money one of the most expensive signs that we've had in the full position so in the little that we've seen of him, and we're not going to sit here on the podcast and pretend that we're absolute experts like some people other other podcasts do. But in the little we've seen him, it looks like a good investment, doesn't it, Danny? Yeah, I think so. I think we needed to act fast. I think there, there would have been a lot. It, momentum can quickly change within a club, and I think if you lose someone like Mane, and then they knew they were going to be losing the likes of Minamino, the likes of Neko Williams is potentially going to be moving on, Oxley Chamberlain, and different boys like that. Like when you're gonna, when you know as a fan that you're going to be losing a lot of players, you want to have that hope. So I think for Liverpool to move fast and to bring in a big signing. I think gives that hope for the fans that it's like, no, do you know what? Everything's going to be okay. We we trust it. We trust in Klopp and let him keep going. Um, so yeah, like from what I've seen, and as you said, it's very limited knowledge. Um, plus the fact that, as we've said about other players, like the likes of Minamino and different ones like that, you you can't gauge what they're going to be like in the Premier League. But from everything that I've seen up to now, he looks he looks like he's going to be a Diaz type of player. He's gonna he's gonna be young, hungry, knows where the goal is. He's 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 built. He looks like he's good in the air. I think he's gonna be a good player to have. I think it's something that we're missing. We've only really got Jota, who's a good aerial player. So to have someone who's a who's a good proper centre forward, who is happy enough to be quick, but also be good in the air and good in the box. Um, I think Liverpool need that to be able to change their style of play a little bit this season. Absolutely, it's, it's, it's exciting. He's young, and um, good thing about it, he's got a pre-season under him um, with Jurgen Klopp and the rest of the players. I'm sure they'll keep him right. And it, it's exciting times, and the next season I'm fully looking forward to. It. And you know what? I've mentioned tennis already in this podcast, and the tennis gets me through the summer, but it really is boring with no football, and you don't know what to do with yourself. And <laughs> those conversations that you're having with people about transfers are not quite the same. But I mean, and as a, those weeks creep up, creep up, and before you know it, we'll be in for another season. And um, I'm looking forward to it. We've had, we, Danny, on a personal note, we've had a great season, haven't we? We've um, we've we've interviewed another European Cup winner, Alan Kennedy. Um, and we've interviewed some amazing kind of players face to face over the last couple of weeks. That we've got like a bonus po- podcast coming out soon, and we've obviously got the night looking forward to in the alley on the twenty first of October um, here in Strabham with Neil and Chris coming over. So it's been a great season for us personally. Um, Danny, I know people listening to this podcast um, over the summer. You'll well, you will have, would have had this done by now. This you, you, your seven peaks challenge, but you've got that this weekend. So good luck with that, my friend. Thank you. Um, we, as much as we are, like you know, 
I wouldn't say professional podcasters, but we wing it. We do put a lot of a lot a lot of time into this podcast, and we we've had late nights, we've had early mornings. Um, not to mention you know, sitting there. I think you record a podcast with your your baby girl Charlotte in your arms. Once I've had Leo come running in. Um, we we it's been it's been a long season for us. So I think we're looking forward to the break, but we're coming back next season. We've got the night to look forward to um, at, at the Alley Theatre, and yeah, it's been. Overall, Danny, since we started this podcast, Liverpool Football Club have become successful. So I think it's a shame if we didn't continue, wouldn't it? Yeah, I hope that Liverpool do a podcast when we eventually stop doing this and talk about how depressed they are at the fact that they've lost such big names. Um, because as you said, they were they were doing very little when we started this podcast. But yeah, in general, I think we've it's been interesting, hasn't it? It's been an interesting season. It's been an interesting podcast in terms of starting off just in a community centre doing a little podcast before we play football on a Monday to what it's become now. Um, as you said, just a couple of weeks ago, interviewing like massive European Cup winners, Premier League winners, um, professional comedians and all sorts of different people. Like Being able to do what we do just from starting this has been amazing. So yeah, back next season. Back bigger, back better. And let's do it. Stronger. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> Don't be doing that. It's copyrighted. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, no, as I say, I think the final thing to say on the 21 22 season, wherever you are in the world, we know we've got big listeners all over the world. We appreciate it. Um, big thank you to um, Straban Radio Online and a big uh, shout out to Sportswire Radio as well. Um, we're grateful of our partnerships. Um, mm. Big shout out to Sport Social as well. And um, we're grateful of, of our partnerships. We're grateful of the opportunities that we get. We're still winging it and getting away with it. You know, our, our partners still think that we, um, you know, we take this very, very seriously. And really, it's just a chance for me and Danny to catch up for an hour every week and uh, not not be stuck doing housework. So, so we're lucky that way. But I think the biggest, the biggest thanks goes to all our listeners. And um, we know we've got a, a, a hardcore listener base, um, and we, we we appreciate it because, as I say, if we had no one listening to us, we just wouldn't do it. And it's that simple. Mm. So, uh, from one big mouth scouser. Um, it's been a, a privilege, guys, and uh, bring on next season. So, Danny, all I can say, mate, is thank you so much for um, all the hard work that you put in behind the scenes, all the early mornings and the late nights you've had ed- editing this podcast. Um, we make it work somehow, and yeah, thanks, buddy. That's all I can say. Good luck. No, on no, Saturday. and you, you graft getting all the guests in and different things like that. We work together well, so uh, yeah, back next season, do it all again. There we go. Yeah, happy day. So, yeah. For the last time of the 21-22 season, thank you for listening to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk Sports Social Podcast Network With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>